This is Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Welcome to Episode 53 of Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission, recorded on June 29, 2021. This is where you can find out all you need or want to know about Downtown Halifax. I'm Ivy Ho, Director of Communications. And I'm Alana McDonald-Mills, Director of Marketing. We are your hosts for Downtown Lowdown. We'll be giving you the lowdown on what's new in business, resources, and issues that affect downtown. We also talk to key individuals that help make downtown Halifax better. This episode is being recorded via video conferencing, so we apologize in advance for any issues with the sound quality. We begin this episode with Mike Lee, owner of the Bitter End Martini Bar and Restaurant and the Loose Cannon Scottish Public House. We are going to discuss with him the challenges he has faced as a food and beverage business owner during the pandemic and how they are moving forward now that we are in the third phase of the provincial reopening plan. And Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, is back with some updates on Phase 3 of the Provincial Reopening Plan, Small Tourism Operators Restart Program, Tourism Accommodations Restart Customer Attraction Program, and extension of the Small Business Real Property Tax Rebate Program. On BizBuzz, we have a few business updates to share, and we'll talk about patio season in Downtown Halifax, Pops on Patios, and the Patio Lantern Festival. We'll also tell you a bit more about our new Meet Me Downtown and parking campaigns, and we'll finish up with an update on Tunes at Noon. This episode is being recorded on Tuesday, June 29th, 2021, so keep that in mind while listening. The pandemic situation and the provincial reopening has been changing quickly with the new health measures and economic programs affecting businesses implemented by the provincial government almost daily. To keep up to date, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19 or visit novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. We are welcoming Mike Lee to Downtown Lowdown today. Mike is the owner of the Bitter End Martini Bar and Restaurant and the Loose Cannon Scottish Public House. Mike has been in the restaurant industry for over 30 years and opened the award-winning Martini and Cocktail Bar, the Bitter End, in its current location at 1572 Argyle Street in 2000 and opened the Loose Cannon, a cozy hole-in-the-wall Scottish-themed pub right next door to the Bitter End at 1566 Argyle Street in 2009. Mike is going to share with us the challenges he has faced as a food and beverage business owner during the pandemic and how the Bitter End and the Loose Cannon are moving forward now that we are into the third phase of the Provincial Reopening Plan. And Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, is joining us for this conversation. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. Happy to be here. So, Mike, let's start at the beginning. How did you end up opening the Bitter End Martini Bar and Restaurant at Argyle Street over 20 years ago? Well, I ended up, uh, I was uh, living in Ottawa, and I moved to uh, St. John's, Newfoundland in the early 90s and had a very successful nightclub in St. John's for a bunch of years. And in the late 90s, I decided to make a move and transfer from St. John's to Halifax. And I worked in Halifax for a few years um, at a pub at the uh, Dalhousie campus, knowing that I wanted to have my own spot in Halifax, and I was just waiting for the right opportunity. And in early 2000s, uh, space became available on Argyle Street, mm-hmm. and it used to be the Trident Books Booksellers uh, here on Argyle Street, and uh, I grabbed it, and the uh, it was my new venture into the Halifax scene. So it was only a tiny little 1,200 square foot venture initially, and it was enough to get started with, and we grew from there. Yeah, that's great. 
So you've been on Argyle Street, which is the heart of Halifax's entertainment district, through some pretty major disruptions, including the shared streetscape project that finished in 2017, and now, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you tell us how business and and even Argyle Street has changed over the past two decades? Well, it's been certainly been a challenging past four years when you uh, include the streetscapes and then COVID and everything else. But over the past 20 years, Argyle Street has changed dramatically. Uh, mm-hmm. When we first opened in 2000, Argyle Street was the center of the drinking and eating scene downtown. Mm-hmm. If you said we're heading downtown, you really meant Argyle Street, which, of course, today isn't the case. It's still very popular, don't get me wrong. But if you say you're heading downtown, you really could mean almost anywhere now on the peninsula. Uh, this fantastic spots from the north end right through down to the south end on the waterfront and everywhere in between. Argyle Street, though, has sort of re, uh, reimagined itself and transformed into more of a, a, a hub for the, the later nightlife um, over the past few years. Um, I think that maybe the, the food scene will eventually come back, but right now it really is a, more of a late night hotspot. Uh, has, it has all the energy and the bright lights, and now the, the new streetscape that's there, uh, it really draws people in, and the energy fantastic down here yeah it is a great place to go it still has that sort of um a special feeling to it when you go to argyle street yeah it's uh it's it's great i mean every day when i walk down the street i just feel like so lucky to have space on this street to be able Mm -hmm. to serve people so the COVID 19 pandemic has been incredibly challenging time for food and beverage businesses how has COVID 19 impacted both the bitter end and the loose cannon well, I mean, obviously, starting back in March of 2020, we were shut down completely mm-hmm. when the uh, initial blow of COVID uh, hit Halifax. Uh, it was a brand new, it was brand new to all of us in the industry. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what the landscape was going to be or what our future was held. I remember those early days speaking with uh, with other restaurateurs on the street, and we were all wrapping our knuckles and scratching our heads, not knowing what the coming days, weeks, or months we're going to bring. Initially, we we tried, like many other people, to do the curbside pickup and delivery. And and that was great. And for certain establishments, that worked really well. And it didn't really suit our business model. Mm -hmm. So we we didn't continue that with the preceding uh, lockdowns. Um, But after 20 years here on the street, we were well established to be able to weather the storm, uh, along with, of course, all the the federal programs and the provincial programs uh, that were offered to us, which we took full advantage to be able to, you know, save the business, save our our staff and save the location for uh, for future business. So, Mike, looking ahead, how are you planning on moving forward with both the bitter end and the loose cannon? now that we are hopefully in the recovery phase of the pandemic. So any big changes coming to either business? Well, I started in January of 2020. So, of course, just prior to the initial close down, we did a, a, a massive facelift at the bitter end. Um, and then just a matter of weeks later, we got shut down. <laughs> and that was it was rather a blow to us. Um, and so a lot of customers who are now just starting to come back out uh, after the fears of COVID are diminishing, they're now seeing this fantastic renovation that we've done, thinking that it's brand new, which, of course, it's not. It's dating back to January of 2020. So our customers get to see these great new renovations that we've done here at the bar. Uh, we've got a fantastic new covered patio outside 
that will extend the season for us late into the fall and then the next spring, early into the spring. And at the Loose Cannon, uh, we did the uh, uh, renovation at the Loose Cannon and interior renovation. And now this spring, we're renovating and expanding the uh, the Loose Cannon. Uh, we've taken over the corner space that Subway used to hold, and we'll be expanding into that and doubling our capacity. So we're terribly excited about that. Uh, it'll mean that we'll be able to serve more people and more efficiently and offer more products and change our, our operating hours, maybe delve into the lunch scene. So we're excited. Mike, we'd be we, we remiss if we didn't talk a little bit uh, about Haggis. Uh, so uh, I know on, on January uh, 25th, which is Robbie Burns Day, uh, people sometimes are looking for Haggis. In my family, it's one of those situations where I, I want to have Haggis and no one else does. Uh, right. But I, I actually really like it. And I have to say a, a shout out to the Loose Can. That's, that's typically where I'll... Uh, where I'll get it, either I'll kind of go in for lunch uh, that day, or uh, last year I think I can't recall if it was a shutdown, but I think I got it. I actually called up and I and I got it to go, and I kind of went home. And my family ate one thing, and I my my takeout tag is from Loose Cannon, which was great. Um, but it's it's a menu. I don't know if it's actually is it regularly on the menu, uh, but I think it, you can get it, it pretty commonly. Okay, there, right? it, it is regularly on our menu. Uh, we've had a lot of challenges with haggis due to COVID. Our regular supplier uh, sends us the haggis direct from Scotland. Um, stopped shipping to, uh, to Canada and it was COVID related. Their, their sales dropped off. So they just couldn't continue the shipment. So we've had to try and source out local, you know, North American, uh, suppliers and which has been a major challenge. So we've got one now. Uh, we've got a supplier now and it's a steady supply, luckily. Um, so yeah, man, people like it. It's, uh, we we used to be able to sell haggis in volume out the door. So, for instance, on Robbie Burns Day, people would call us up a week or so in advance and would order 30 or 40 pounds of haggis. And we'd be able to sell that uh, frozen, you know, uh, out the door to them for their own celebrations. But now we're limited to just uh, our dine-in experience with, with the haggis. Uh, and it's great. Anybody that hasn't tried it, they have to try it. It's, it's really – it's no different than eating – uh, a spicy uh, meatloaf, for instance. Yeah, so your listeners, it's, right, it's we're a podcast, so people can't see the faces that Alana's making as we're talking. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, but give like it a try. Haggis uh, that you would buy in a commercial setting, whether it's at a, a pub in Scotland or at our pub, is not the same as a haggis that you might be served at somebody's home in Scotland. For health restrictions, it's just not made the same way. Um, we don't have any of the things in it that would make you cringe. Uh, it's really just like a sausage. It's different meats and oats and spices that are mixed together and put into a, a liner in the same way that, that a German sausage, for instance, would be. And so it's just a different taste profile. People just need to get over the the, the thoughts of what they think haggis is because it's not that. Right. It's excellent food that's been poorly marketed for generations. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'm excited. We're all going to go right. for we're all going to go for haggis. Ivy may I, not buy into it. She's a vegetarian, but <laughs> the rest of us will. Uh, I would. Will, uh, I would pop up and make some more fans. I, I I do. It does make me laugh though because just uh, months after uh, I opened the Loose Cannon, I took a trip to Scotland with my wife uh, for a Scotch tour and a little uh, lake getaway for the two of us, and we visited pubs as anybody would um but because of the loose cannon was freshly open i really wanted to make sure that i was in as many pubs as possible to get a sense of what was going on in scotland to compare to what we were doing in halifax 
And I felt great that that we'd really, you know, hit the nail on the head. And when I came home, I, I remember hearing from people uh, about our menu, and they were chastising us because, for instance, we had nachos on the menu. And nachos apparently would never be on a Scottish pub menu, which I thought was so ironic because nachos were the very first thing on every single menu that I went to in Scotland on you know, in every pub. And it, it, it's funny, people have pretty similar tastes around, you know, the world in certain respects. When you're talking about pubs, they want good comfort food. They want fast food. They want food that goes well with beer and well with company, right? Yeah. And so we certainly offer some of the, the traditional items, but, you know, a, a good a good shepherd's pie, you know, made with lamb, not beef, the, the haggis, and a few other specialties. But we also have, you know, the North American, what you would call North American specialties, the hamburger and the club sandwich and good stews and just things that people know and know and love. Uh, Mike, I've got a couple of great memories uh, at the bitter end, as I'm sure most Haligonians do. But uh, one of my favorites was, uh, I guess, I'm trying to recall what year it was. I guess we could look it up. But it was uh, it's a while back uh, when uh, it, was, it was during Premier John Hamm's kind of final year in office, I think. And he, I think he was just kind of trying to find some things to do. So his chief of staff called us out of the blue and just said, we'd love to just sit down and have lunch, you know, with, with yourself and, and your board of directors. And so we, we chose to go to the bitter end and, and had a great lunch there. And, uh, and of course, Premier Ham ordered uh, a glass of milk uh, as his beverage of choice. Uh, I think the, my board members probably ordered something a bit stronger, uh, but that, he was kind of known for that. Uh, and it was, it was lovely. It was just kind of, it was obvious that uh, maybe it was just a different political climate. Um, the Premier had nothing but time. He just kind of sat there and we didn't have a heavy agenda. He just, he just chatted with us and eventually my board members kind of started looking at their watches and started kind of leaving one by one because they had to get back to work. And uh, I think that the premier kind of hung out there with us for, for two or three hours. Uh, and of course his, his, his joke and his kind of his avuncular style was, well, here we are at the bitter end. This is where any, uh, this is where any politician eventually ends up uh, at the bitter end. So, uh, so that was nice. Um, and um, we had another uh, kind of the opposite end of the political spectrum um, during one of our very first Carmichael lectures, we had uh, Glenn Murray, who at that time was the first uh, openly gay mayor of a major Canadian city. He was the mayor of Winnipeg at the time. Um, and we brought him in, and he was just a, a firebrand. Just, you know, he, had, he did a great um, lecture for us, and, and he could he could and still can just talk. And uh, we had a meeting with, uh, with then-Mayor uh, Peter Kelly, his chief of staff, and, and Mayor Glenn Murray. Uh, and I don't, think, I don't think Glenn Murray ate anything. I think he just talked at the mayor and CEO about all the things that they should be doing here in Halifax. Um, uh, anyway, it's a couple of great experiences. It, it's a great spot to... To take people from uh, from out of town, so we've had a couple of, of visiting dignitaries. Uh, but I'm sure you you had your your you know run-ins with uh, with other highly famous people or uh, or other folks that have uh, that have popped in there from time to time. Um, any any kind of uh, memories that you feel comfortable sharing about people that have uh, that have come through the doors over those last 20 years? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> it's been many many years. Uh, we've had quite a few you know noteworthy people in through our doors. Uh, it'd be hard for me to even re- remember the names. Uh, seemed to be that uh, anytime any uh, anybody famous was in town filming something or musicians, they've seemed to have you know darkened our door once or twice. One night, I remember one story. There was a uh, I was uh, working one night, or I walked into the bar one night. Sorry, and this is back when I would actually work nights, and so this is many years ago. I walked in and the bartenders pointed over at a table and said that there was a uh, a woman over there that would uh, 
like to meet uh, the owner. And so I walked over to uh, meet this person. I assumed it was just going to be, you know, a nice chat, maybe a compliment to the bar or something along those lines. And turned out it was the actress uh, Monica Potter. And I'm not sure oh, yeah. if of your listeners know her, but uh, Monica Potter. And uh, so she invited me to sit down. And I sat down and had a lovely chat with her for, gosh, it had to have been about an hour. And she was in town filming something. I'm not sure what. Uh, but she had a great time, and she loved the city and loved the loved the uh, the downtown area here, um, and was couldn't wait to uh, to come back on, on future trips. But it, it was things like that that over the years there's been you know lots of people in mm-hmm. you know that I've rubbed elbows with, and but just people are just normal people when they come in. They like to have a good time just like anybody else. And this city has such a fantastic diversity uh, on its own without including outside influences or famous actors or actresses that come to town. Um, we just like to serve everybody and treat everybody the same. So it's been fun. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I can only imagine some of the stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of the stories that I can't tell here. I'm yeah, sure. I'm, sure. I'm sure there's lots. So finally, the summer season is here. You've mentioned the covered patio for the bitter end. Um, but can you tell us what else customers can look forward to when they visit the bitter end and the loose cannon on Argyle Street this summer? Well, aside aside from all of the, uh, the the strict COVID restrictions, you know, which they have to, you know will continue to expect those until we're told otherwise, but, but we've learned to deal with those and and work with the rules to keep everybody safe, uh, yet still make it a fun uh, experience for everybody. Uh, customers can expect you know a clean, fun environment, uh, a safe environment. We want everybody to feel welcome here. Uh, we're you know, a divert, we have a diverse crowd, uh, you know, with our, our, our customers and our staff. You know, we're just, it's a nice place to be. Um, mm-hmm. We've got good products, uh, good pricing. We like to keep things fresh and new. We're always bringing in new products and new specials. We like to mix it up a little bit um, at both spots, the, uh, you know, at the Loose Cannon end and at the Bitter End. And as we get a little closer to the fall, uh, hopefully we'll be able to start bringing back some some more uh, of our entertainment that uh, we were known that we were known for mm-hmm. the you know, DJs at the uh, at the bitter end eventually and then some live music at the at the loose cannon um, and yeah it's just it's going to be a fun summer and I think this fall though I think this fall will be a resurgence for this street like we've never seen before yeah the fact that we're just going to roll from uh, August and right into Christmas I, I I just think we're going to have to put our heads down and work like crazy because we're going to be that busy right through the fall uh, as people are just going to want to get out and be with their friends and mm-hmm. hide with people and shake hands and hug and be close. Yeah. And we're going to be, we're going to be there to serve them. That's great. That sounds great. Yeah. Not, I guess all the students will be coming back in the fall and everyone will be ready to uh, get out and have some fun again. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So um, thank you for joining us today, Mike. Not a problem at all. I'm happy to speak with you guys. Yeah, we really appreciate your time. Mike Lee is the owner of the Bitter End Martini Bar and Restaurant and the Loose Cannon Scottish Public House, located right next door to each other on the corner of Argyle and Blower Streets. You can learn more about the Bitter End at bitterend.ca and the Loose Cannon at thelosecannon.ca. And you can keep up to date with both establishments by following at thebitter.end and at theloose.cannon on Instagram.
Now we have Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. He's going to discuss phase three of the Provincial Reopening Plan, Small Tourism Operators Restart Program, Tourism Accommodations Restart Customer Attraction Program, and the extension for the Small Business Real Property Tax Rebate Program. Uh, so, Paul, will give us some updates on uh, some of these programs. Okay, uh, I'd love to. So, we're I guess we're into tourism season now. It's, it's July, and so there's been lots and lots of news and changes and updates and new phases uh, happening in terms of uh, in terms of the ability for tourists to come to Nova Scotia. So we're we're all excited and and hoping for a, a much stronger tourism season uh, than we had last year, and simply just based on the on the potential market. So. Looking back last year, we had the, the infamous Atlantic bubble where there was pretty free travel between Atlantic provinces, but not so much outside of that area. So it's a little bit of a hybrid approach uh, this year is what we have at the moment. So uh, the latest up, updates are this. So we, we do have the Atlantic bubble uh, again. So, you know, uh, people, if they're looking to travel from New Brunswick or Newfoundland and Labrador or Prince Edward Island to come to Nova Scotia, they can do that pretty easily with, uh, with no restrictions. Uh, so that's essentially what we had last year, and that's, uh, that's now in place after some back and forth uh, between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, but it looks like it's a truce kind of a fake, and, and it's, we're all friends again. But it's kind of a fake bubble, isn't it, Paul? Because New Brunswick is open to the rest of Canada. It's a bit of a porous bubble, I guess, in, <laughs> yeah. in a sense. This, right. A bit of inconsistency, I guess, is that, yeah, I think New, New Brunswick is fairly open to all of Canada, and then New Brunswick is open to us. So, you know, if you're... Um, you know, I guess if you're coming from Ontario to New Brunswick, you're you're mingling with people in New Brunswick, and then those people from New Brunswick can can come here. So it is it is still a bit of uh, a bit of confusion around that. But uh, so I think essentially, from a I guess a tourism perspective, the word is we want to encourage you know people from Atlantic Canada to come to Nova Scotia, in particular downtown Halifax, of course, which is the best part of the province. Uh, we want people to travel here. Uh, but the big difference is we do have much more opportunity for for people to come from outside, and that that gets a little more complicated, and it's really tied to at the moment, it's tied to individual vaccination status. So if you're if you're traveling from anywhere outside of Atlantic Canada to Nova Scotia, uh, if you've got two doses two doses of vaccine uh, plus 14 days, so it's you know 14 days have passed since your second dose, uh, then essentially you can come to Nova Scotia. There's no requirement for testing or for self isolation. Testing is still recommended, uh, but it's not mandatory. Uh, and there is a brand new Nova Scotia safe check-in form. So before traveling here, you fill out the form and you have to show proof that you've got your double dose of vaccination and then you're, and then you're free to come. Um, so that market, the, the good news with that is that market is expanding pretty rapidly. The, you know, the second doses of the vaccine, it, that program just seems to be accelerating all the time. And it's really tied to, you know, more vaccinations coming to Canada. Um, and and that, so that may even accelerate uh, even further. Uh, but as of today's uh, recording, there was about 10 million Canadians uh, who had two doses of vaccine. So that's kind of, if we think about that, as that, that's kind of the potential market. That's, you know, that's almost a third of all, of all Canadians uh, being at least eligible to come to Nova Scotia. So that is a, that is a pretty significant market. Um, so that hopefully that will lead to a lot more visitation last year. So that's what, that's two dose. Uh, it's a little bit different. If you've only got a single dose, uh, you still are able to come to Nova Scotia. Uh, but there is a requirement uh, to self isolate uh, for seven days. Uh, once you arrive, and there's some testing that goes along with that as well, but you have to isolate for um, for seven days. Um, and then if you haven't had any doses of vaccination, uh, you can still travel to the province, but there's a 14-day uh, isolation requirement once you arrive here. So uh, we don't expect there'll be um, there'll be lots of, uh, of those types of visitors, but there, but there may be some. And, of course, then there's questions about, well, you've got a family, so you've got, you know, maybe one person's got two doses, one has a single dose, one is a child under 12 or younger kids that maybe don't have them. And so there's, there's specific requirements around that. All that's been kind of thought through. And, uh, and so it, it, it does, it is a bit customized. Uh, but I would say overall, right now, the strategy is, uh, it's really individual based. If you've got, uh, if you've got back, you know, good vaccination status, you can come to Nova Scotia. 
there is a chance that that may change based on epidemiology. So, you know, for instance, once Ontario reaches a certain threshold of people with, with two vaccinations, the, the rules may loosen. There's been kind of hints of that from the government, uh, but, but that's not the case yet. So we can continue to speculate. And, and the one, the one thing we know is that changes are always coming, but at the moment, it, it does look like a, um, certainly the potential for a much bigger tourism season than last year. So. Right. But in so short, I guess it's a, it's a big argument to get vaccinated and get a double dose for everyone who's eligible. Absolutely. So, yeah, certainly if you're looking – and I, I guess whether you're a Nova Scotia looking to travel or you're or certainly someone that wants to come to Nova Scotia, uh, yeah, vaccination is, is the key. If, if you're vaccinated individually, then uh, then the, the world is much more open to uh, to do all sorts of things. And we're seeing this uh, – you know, in the United States and with, with different events where there's you know, requirements if you want to attend an event or something like that uh, to have vaccination status as well. So uh, certainly, you know, with our ongoing campaigns, our show your shot campaign and, and just for good health protocols, we're certainly very supportive of, of people getting those second shots. I got mine yesterday um, uh, and it was great. Actually, it was uh, I didn't I've got a little bit of a sore arm, but uh, but I don't do a whole lot of heavy lifting. So it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been fine. I'm, but I'm now excited. you can do some I'm heavy kind of lifting that. because you're fine. Yes, don't don't tell powers. anyone uh, around either around the office, <laughs> and don't tell my wife that I'm that I'm able to still uh, I'm able to lift heavy objects. So. And we actually have a vaccination uh, center in downtown Halifax now uh, for first doses, at least. Uh, and actually, our uh, director of operations uh, she got her second dose at the convention center as well. So testing and vaccination uh, at the convention center. Yeah, which is great. And, and one of the uh, one of the rationales for for that is we we are seeing uh, you know in a in kind of a younger cohort. Uh, there's, you're less likely. So especially if you're, a, if you're a guy and you're kind of between 18 and 35, uh, you're, you're less likely to get those vaccinations, I guess, because you feel they're superhuman anyway. I'm not sure. Um, but that was one of the, one of the things was to try and lessen those barriers. So again, that, that clinic, you can, uh, you don't need to actually make an appointment. You can kind of pop in, uh, and get your first dose there if you haven't done it yet. So it's trying to make it as, as easy as it's, it's already pretty easy, but, uh, but the government's trying to make it as easy as possible for people to get vaccinated. So, um, you know, we, we're, and we're seeing good numbers in Nova Scotia. And hopefully we'll see uh, we'll see them um, even higher. So we've got a couple of, of tourism-related programs uh, that we want to make sure that people know about and can take advantage of. So the first one is the Small Tourism Operators Restart Program, uh, and that is a, a one-time grant uh, of five thousand uh, dollars that help tourism businesses that were affected by COVID-19 restrictions, which are essentially pretty much I think every tourism business was impacted in some way. Uh, but that funding can be used for advertising or other restart expenses like personal protective equipment or cleaning supplies. And the application deadline for that is coming up on July 23rd. Uh, so certainly if you're in the tourism business, we'd encourage you to apply for that. And there's also the Tourism Accommodations Restart Customer Attraction Program, um, which is uh, which is a great program. It's, it's scalable depending on what size of operation you have. So uh, it's, a, it's a one-time grant, again, uh, for eligible accommodations operators, so hotels, bed, breakfast, uh, that type of thing. Uh, and the grant amount is $1,000 per room uh, for the first 10 rooms, and it's $500 per room for each additional room. So certainly for downtown Halifax, we've got uh, we've got a number of upgraded arch hotels. So all of them, I I know, are, are applying for this program. Um, and if, but if this for some reason is the first time you're hearing about it, uh, make sure you get your application in for that. Uh, and same deadline, uh, July 23rd. Uh, so that, those are those are both really good programs. And then the final one we're talking about, uh, as it also has a deadline coming up, is the the small business real property tax rebate program. We've talked about that a couple times on here before. Uh, and essentially, that's um, it's a minimum amount of a thousand dollars. So this one is a has been a bit complicated because as a tenant, you need to be able to know, you know, A, if, you're, if your landlord has paid their municipal taxes, that's a requirement, and you need to know kind of what portion was, was broken out and assigned to you. So typically your landlord can provide you with that information. If they can't or won't for some reason, you can just apply for the straight $1,000. Uh, but if you've got more detailed information from your landlord, you can apply for, for more. 
Uh, that's been extended a couple of times because the program hasn't been rolling out quite as quickly as, uh, as the government had hoped. And so there is a new deadline, which is July 9th. Uh, as part of our ongoing advocacy with the provincial government, we'll, we'll kind of get an update in terms of how well that program is going. And we'll, uh, if they, again, if they haven't had, you know, enough applications, we can kind of push for, for extending that deadline, which we've done a couple of times. But at the moment, the deadline is July 9th. So again, we encourage all businesses, well, any business downtown, you're, you're paying municipal tax. Either, you know, you're paying it to your landlord, um, but it ultimately goes to the city. Uh, you are eligible for this, so we would encourage every business uh, in downtown to apply for that. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for the updates on the programs and, and the uh, borders of uh, Nova Scotia. Great. Thank you. We were talking to Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. He discussed Phase 3 of the Provincial Reopening Plan, Small Tourism Operators Restart Program, Tourism Accommodations Restart Customer Attraction Program, and extension of the Small Business Real Property Tax Rebate Program. As always, Downtown Halifax Business Commission strives to provide the latest COVID-19-related information as the province revises restrictions. DHBC continues to follow the directives of the Nova Scotia Health Authority. Check DHBC's main COVID-19 resource page for businesses and for the public at downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19. The provincial state of emergency has been renewed and remains in effect until 12 noon, July 11, 2021. Phase 3 of Nova Scotia's reopening plan was scheduled to begin on June 30, 2021. We can continue to expand social activities and gatherings and start to remove restrictions from travel. Plan phases are based on ongoing progress of vaccination rates and improvements on public health and health care indicators. For retail and shopping, all retail stores can operate at 75% of the store's capacities for shoppers and staff, but need to follow the Health Protection Act order, including public health measures like social distancing and masks. For restaurants, bars, and casinos, Casino Nova Scotia and video lottery terminals can operate at 75% capacity and need to follow the public health measures like social distancing and masks. Establishments that hold a liquor license can only serve food and alcohol until 12 a.m. and must close by 1 a.m. Liquor-licensed drinking establishments like bars, wineries, distillery, tasting rooms, craft tap rooms, and liquor manufacturers can offer indoor and outdoor dining with a minimum physical distance of 2 meters or 6 feet between people and different tables. Uh, There is a minimum of 10 people of a close social group of 10 per table. Wearing a mask is required except when eating or drinking. Liquor-licensed drinking establishments can only serve dine-in customers until 12 a.m. and must close by 1 a.m. They can continue to offer takeout, delivery, and drive-through service after 1 a.m. Restaurants can offer indoor and outdoor dining with a minimum physical distance of 2 meters or 6 feet between people at different tables. There is a minimum of 10 people of a closed social group of 10 per table. Wearing a mask is required except for when eating or drinking. Restaurants can only serve dine-in customers until 12 a.m. and must close by 1 a.m. They can continue to offer takeout, delivery, and drive-through service after 1 a.m. For personal and wellness services, personal services businesses like hair salons, barbershops, spas, nail salons, and body art establishments can operate fully uh, with appointments and walk-in service, including all services and following their sector-specific plan and the Health Protection Act order. For festivals, special events, and arts and culture events, Festivals, special events, and arts and culture events like performances can have 50% of the venue's capacity up to 100 people indoors and up to 150 people outdoors with social distancing and mask requirements when hosted by a business or organization. Organizers must have 
a COVID-19 prevention plan, and plans will be reviewed by Government of Nova Scotia for large venues. For meetings and trainings, uh, indoors and outdoors can have 50% of the venue's capacity up to 100 people indoors and up to 150 people outdoors with social distancing and mask requirements when meetings and trainings are hosted by a business or organization. This would include provincial and municipal governments, private businesses and organizations, first responder organizations, mental health and addiction support groups, and organized clubs. For sports and performing arts, uh, participants and officials in organized performing arts and sports, recreational, amateur, and professional, can gather up to 25 people indoors and up to 50 people outdoors without social distancing for rehearsals, performances, practices, games, and league play. Masks are recommended outdoors when a minimum physical distance of 2 meters or 6 feet from others cannot be maintained. Spectators are permitted indoors and outdoors for sports and performing arts hosted by a business or organization that has an event plan. Spectators are included in event gathering limits and need to follow social distancing guidelines. Tournaments are not permitted. For weddings, funerals, and faith gatherings, uh, faith gatherings that are run by business or organization can have 50% of the venue's capacity, up to 100 people indoors, and up to 150 people outdoors with social distancing. Wedding ceremonies and funerals, including receptions and visitations, can have 50% of the venue's capacity up to 100 people indoors and 150 people outdoors, with social distancing when hosted by a business or organization. For fitness and recreation, businesses and organizations offering a wide variety of indoor recreation and leisure activities like climbing facilities, dance classes, escape rooms, indoor arcades, indoor play spaces, and music lessons can operate at 50% capacity and need to maintain a minimum physical distance of 2 meters or 6 feet between participants during activities. Wearing a mask is required except during an activity that makes it difficult to wear a mask. Fitness establishments like gyms and yoga studios and sport recreation facilities like pools, arenas, tennis courts, and large multi-purpose recreation facilities can operate at 75% capacity and need to follow the Health Protection Act order and their sector-specific plan. And for museums and libraries, museums, libraries, and art gallery of Nova Scotia can operate at 50% capacity and need to follow the Health Protection Act order, including public health measures like social distancing and masks. People who do not follow the public health measures can be fined. This fine is $2,000 per person at an illegal gathering. The full provincial reopening plan can be found at novascotia.ca slash reopening hyphen plan. These are just some of the restrictions that may affect businesses, workers, and visitors in downtown Halifax. For more information and a full list of restrictions, visit Nova Scotia Health Authority website at novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. And now for BizBuzz. And it's time for BizBuzz. Lauren Andrews, our communications and marketing coordinator, is here with me today along with Ivy. Hi, Lauren and Ivy. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Hello. On this episode of BizBuzz, we'll talk about patio season in downtown Halifax, Pops on Patios, and the Patio Lantern Festival. We'll also tell you a bit more about our new Meet Me Downtown and parking campaigns, and we'll finish with an update on Tunes at Noon. But first, Lauren has some business updates for us. Lauren, do you want to tell us what's new in business in downtown Halifax? Sure. So first, George's Island National Historic Site is now open for visitors for the 2021 season. You can get the ferry right to the island from Cable Wharf. You can book your trip by going to ambassadors.com. 
the Halifax Convention Center is offering walk-in vaccines to people that still need to receive their first dose. They hope to offer over a 1,000 vaccines each day and will be open from noon to 8 p.m. Tuesday to Saturday until July 16th. Venus Envy has moved down the street from its current location to 1727 Barrington Street, right next door to the free clench box. The Bicycle Thief, located on the waterfront, has expanded and recently opened the bike shop, which is right next door to the original Bicycle Thief location on the waterfront. And finally, World Tea House is celebrating their 11th anniversary on July 10th with Free Tea Day. Every year, Philip Holmans and his team at the World Tea House give back to the Halifax community with a free cup of tea on that day. Congrats on 11 years, Philip. Thanks, Lauren. Before I jump into my BizBuzz updates, I would like to just take a moment to remind our listeners that although we are in phase three of the provincial reopening plan and most businesses, organizations, and attractions are open again, please continue to follow COVID protocols when you are out. So make sure you always have a mask with you, wash and sanitize your hands as frequently as you can, and try to keep a safe distance between yourself and others outside of your bubble. And frequent testing is the key to keeping our numbers low and our reopening plan on track. Rapid COVID-19 testing is continuing daily at the Halifax Convention Center. Pop in for a rapid test when you come downtown to sit on a patio, browse the shops, or stroll the waterfront. Follow at HFX underscore Lauren on Instagram and Twitter to keep up to date on testing locations and times. Okay, moving on to the fun stuff. Patio season is here and in full swing in downtown Halifax. And did you know that we now have over 70 patios in downtown Halifax? There are patios of all shapes and sizes in the downtown area. From sidewalk cafes to beer gardens and rooftop decks to courtyard terraces, there's a patio for everyone and every occasion in downtown Halifax. Here's a quick rundown of a few of the new patios that just opened in the downtown area. Sapori Italian Street Food and Peace by Chocolate in Queensmark on the waterfront. Hermitage on Lower Water Street. Los Toros Autentico Espanol, I am not Spanish, by the Halifax Ferry Terminal, Hopscotch Dinner Club on Barrington Street, Chop Steakhouse and Bar in the Sutton Place Hotel off Grafton Street, the Brownhound Ironstone Lane off of Hollis and Bishop Streets, and Cafe Chianti and Sweet Tea House both on Barrington Street. So those are all new patios that we have uh, downtown Halifax this summer. We have a list of patios in downtown Halifax listed on our website at downtownhalifax.ca slash patios. We are still in the process of updating that page for the summer, but it is a good place to start for some patio inspiration. And if you are a business in downtown Halifax and would like your patio listed on our page, email communications at downtownhalifax.ca with a photo of your patio and the address. And as we have mentioned on past episodes of Downtown Lowdown, pet dogs are now allowed on patios in downtown Halifax. But here are a few things to keep in mind before taking your pooch to a patio. Ask if your dog is allowed on the patio first. Some patios may not be welcoming dogs or may have a quota for how many dogs their patio can take. Dogs are not allowed inside the restaurant or cafe. Note that this rule does not apply to service dogs. Dogs are not allowed to eat but can drink water if the bowl is brought by the dog owner. And of course, be respectful of the space and of other diners. Don't let your dogs on the patio furniture, clean up after your dog, and if your dog is misbehaving, you may be asked to leave the patio. If you're a business in downtown Halifax that has a dog-friendly patio, let us know. We are trying to compile a list of dog-friendly patios in the downtown area. Plus, we have created some Pups on Patios material that you can use to promote your dog-friendly patio, including posters, window decals, and social and digital graphics. Email communications at downtownhalifax.ca and let us know if your patio is dog-friendly and if you would like the Pups on Patios promotional material. Or you can visit downtownhalifax.ca slash Pups on Patios to download the materials and graphics to print on your own. 
The Patio Lantern Festival is kicking off July 14 with patio-themed celebrations happening across Nova Scotia until October 11th. The Patio Lanterns Festival is a Nova Scotia-wide initiative focused on bringing out music and activities to patios, streets, and public spaces, both indoors and out, across the province. The hope is that regardless of the day of the week, visitors and locals alike will be able to find live music, a fun food or drink special, or an interactive game whenever they choose to venture out. All businesses in downtown Halifax with a patio or outdoor space are being invited to sign up and be a part of the Patio Lanterns Festival. It is free to participate, but participating businesses are being asked to elevate their patio experience, either with live music, food and drink specials, decorations, patio games, and more. For more information and to sign up to be a part of this promotion, visit discoverhalifaxns.com slash patio lanterns. Next up, we recently launched our new Meet Me Downtown campaign. This new campaign features some of the feel-good moments you can experience downtown, like enjoying drinks on a patio, having an ice cream on the waterfront, or eating a cookie the size of your head, and more. The goal of the campaign is to get people back downtown to experience those feel-good moments and create more feel-good moments. For more information, you can visit downtownhalifax.ca slash meetme, and make sure you are following at Downtown Halifax on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as we'll be showcasing the campaign and doing some giveaways over the next couple of weeks. And we've also launched a new parking awareness campaign. The goal of the campaign is to dispel the myth that there's no parking in downtown Halifax. The campaign features our new parking spokesperson, Bigfoot, who points out that there are actually thousands of places to park in downtown Halifax. The campaign will be running throughout the summer, and you can learn more about parking in downtown Halifax by visiting downtownhalifax.ca slash parksmart. And just a reminder that on-street parking will be free after 4 p.m. on Thursdays and Fridays until September 10th. And finally, after a year-long hiatus due to the COVID-19 restrictions, Tunes at Noon is back. Tunes at Noon is an outdoor summer concert series that is being presented by Downtown Halifax Business Commission in partnership with the African Nova Scotian Music Association, The Coast, Develop Nova Scotia, Music Nova Scotia, and Youth Arts Connection. Nova Scotian performers from all genres of music will perform at the new location on the Salt Yard stage on the Halifax waterfront on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from July 21st to August 27, 2021. We are now seeking musicians available to perform a full hour-long concert in July and August during the lunchtime period from 12 to 1 p.m. The call is open to all genres of music. Performances will be solo acts, duos and trios, and acoustic in nature with no backline provided. If you are interested in this opportunity, contact Ivy for more information at ivy at downtownhalifax.ca. And before we sign off, does anyone have any downtown Halifax experiences they'd like to share? What about you, Lauren? Yeah, so recently I ordered from Chop Steakhouse, and we got a four-course meal with steak and steak bites, salad, and dessert, and it was all super amazing. And they also recently opened a new patio, so it's definitely a place to check out. Yes, that's right. I I've actually haven't eaten there yet, but I've heard it's really good. I've eaten there once, and it was really delicious. And what you described, Lauren, sounds absolutely fantastic. I need to go back there. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll have to check it out sometime. And their patio looks really nice. They've been working really hard on it. They Every time I drive by, they've added more stuff to it, like some lights and flowers and things like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great little patio on the corner there of um, Grafton and Prince Street. Um, what about you, Ivy? Uh, well, recently, uh, the family and I uh, went downtown and made a day of it. So it was uh, Father's Day. And uh, we went to Peace and Friendship Park because uh, uh, my kid loves the playground there. So we Great hung playground. out there. Yep. 
Very good playground, and it's uh, recently uh, named uh, Peace and Friendship Park officially, so uh, it was nice to be there and, and enjoy the atmosphere there. And they have a new sign. They have new signage there as well. Uh, we also stopped by at Rousseau's uh, for uh, Sean's Father's Day gift, some boozy chocolates. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw those. Were they good? They are good. Yeah, I only had two because I didn't want to hog them all because they, they were for Sean, my husband. So, yeah, the ones that I did try, delicious. Um, And then we had dinner at the old triangle. Uh, So we hung out on the boardwalk and then made our way to, you know, the north and north end of of downtown to the old triangle and had dinner there. So it was really pleasant. It was so it was so warm out that night and it was just the perfect summer night. So, yeah. Yeah. And did you sit uh, on the Bedford Row section of the old triangle or? We actually sat inside. Yeah. There were lots of people outdoors, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, Bedford Row patio uh, patios look fantastic Mm -hmm. with the twinkling lights and all that. But we sat inside. It was a little bit hot for us. So we. Yeah. We opted for the indoor atmosphere. It was a hot day that day, yes. Mm, it was very muggy. Yeah. But, yeah, we had a great time downtown. That sounds like a great day. And I have a couple experiences. So um, I have a dog. I check my dog all the time. Her name is Minnie. If you walk by her office, you may see her in the front windows. So I walk a lot at lunchtime, and um, I went down to the waterfront. I like to go down to the waterfront and walk around. And, I, of course, we had cows also on Father's Day. I'd love cow's ice cream is such a special treat um i got the i think it's called the moo crunch i think it's moo crunch anyways it's the peanut butter chocolate peanut butter ice cream is so good and i stopped and got lunch from heartwood by the sea and that uh, is one of the vendors in the salt yard all the vendors are now open and i just got a wrap a kale caesar salad wrap and it was really yummy and really healthy it felt good after eating it um, but yeah, it's just such a great place to go and it's so convenient just to run down and grab uh, something to eat for lunch. Um, and then my husband and I had a date night the other night. We went to the Gahan house and we sat outside on their, they have a nice covered patio under Rogers Square. And um, we took our dog. Our dog was able to sit on the patio and they even gave us a blanket for her because it was one of the nights that was kind of chilly. And um, and we had a lovely meal. We just got some nachos and had a couple of beer. And it was just really fun. It was really nice to be out. There was tons of people out walking around Rogers Square and walking up and down Sackville and just the energy. It's nice to feel that energy and vibrancy coming back to the downtown area. So that's it. I think that's it for BizBuzz this week. Thanks for joining us. This concludes episode 53 of Downtown Lowdown, recorded on June 29, 2021. For more information, go to downtownhalifax.ca slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it informative, please rate and subscribe to Downtown Lowdown. Don't forget to follow at Downtown Halifax on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.